Hey, really quick before we get started, I just want to say thank you to all who have been listening so far. I appreciate you and I appreciate the feedback I've been getting lately. Now, I bootstrapped this podcast on my own uh, for fun, really, a couple years back. I'm just getting more consistent on episodes, um, but it has taken some time to learn. All the recording, editing, and other technical factors that go into it are done by me, and I just learned off the internet and or YouTube. So I'm saying this because I understand the sound or editing quality can be suspected sometimes, um, but hopefully you can give me a little slack on that. It's just me in my office or my basement piecing it all together. Even the uh, guitar chords that you hear to break up segments, that's me on my guitar. Uh, that that's a G chord. So anyways, thank you. And I'm always working to make the quality better. Disclosure, nothing said in this podcast or any of my podcasts should be considered advice. Always seek out myself or your own personal financial advisor for advice relating to your specific situation. Hello, and welcome back to the Financial Breakaway Podcast, where I try to take confusing personal financial planning topics and try to break them down into plain English for the everyday person. My hope is that these conversations will help you break away from your financial confusion and end up on the right path to reaching your financial goals. I am Ryan Hitchcock. I am your host and a financial planner with High Point Capital Group out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now, the big question this year, 2021, is should I sell my winners? 2020 was a crazy year in the markets, obviously. Um, but some stocks saw some out-of-this-world gains. Some are up double, triple, or even more than that. So if you have some of these winners or these holdings, I don't have to tell you that th- uh, thoughts start to creep into your mind like, can it keep going up? Is it going to go down? Should I hold it? Should I sell? Et cetera, et cetera. Unfortunately, the answer to should you sell is it depends. Now, I know that's not a satisfying answer, but in this episode, I want to share with you my personal three rules of thumb to selling winners. So hopefully that'll help you answer that question on your own. So let's get into it. Okay, stocks like Overstock.com, Zoom, Peloton, Moderna, Tesla, Amazon. These are all some examples of stocks that were up crazy amounts in 2020. So if you have positions like this, you might be like many people out there. You might see that green arrow or that up percentage uh, on your holdings in your account and start to let those emotions and thoughts that I just mentioned earlier creep in because that's who we are. We are emotional beings and creatures and we all have fear of losing. And in stocks, we don't want to lose that gain. It's just natural. So we start to wonder, is it time to sell or not? So to try to answer this question, you first have to go back to the start, the purchase of the stock. It's one of those things that if you don't know where you're going, you'll wind up somewhere else. I believe that's a quote by Yogi Bear. Might have to look me up on that. Um, But I can guarantee if you just ask 10 people off the street or maybe you Google 10 articles on if you should sell XYZ stock, you will get 10 different answers on it. And because there's really not a right or wrong answer, really, it's there's only a right or wrong answer for you. So the first thing before knowing when to sell is to have a plan for why you bought it. So let's get into my three rules of thumb to selling. My first rule is your objective and timeline. What is it? I have to first know what my goal was when I first bought it. I have to go back to this. And did I reach my goal? Did I buy this stock 
Now, this could be an ETF or anything, a bond, whatever, but for the sake of this episode, I'm just assuming an individual stock. Now, did I buy this stock to be a leader in their business segment for many years to come? Do I think they will keep growing, keep disrupting that industry for a long term, say seven to 10 years? And if so, I might only be two years into that holding. And even if it is up a big amount, if this is a long term position that I have deemed myself, then I might hold it and I might be willing to ride out a dip or two here and there, but I'm confident it will continue to be up in the time frame I set for myself. So that's a long-term objective and time horizon. The opposite was, uh, or could be, did I buy it for a short-term idea? Now, did I see some discrepancy in the market? I thought only had a quick time frame. Now this could be an earnings call coming up for a company, could be uh, potential big contracts coming for certain companies I think they might win, might be weather related, it could be anything. It's a short-term objective and I have to evaluate how the stock did during that time frame I set for myself. Another short-term objective is if I did some technical analysis on the stock and determined that there was a max price increase of say 50% from where the price was that day, I thought. Now I'm just throwing a number out there, but if I hit that number, it could be a day from now, two months from now, whenever, two years. If I hit my goal, then I should sell according to why I bought it. And what I am talking about here in my first rule is to set up rules and processes or systems and processes for however you want to word it for selling your positions, but really even before you buy. Okay, now let's get into the second rule of thumb. Now the second rule of thumb is I ask myself, do I still believe in the company, truly? How are the future earnings, profitability, debt, etc.? I dig deeper into the company. Do these financials still look okay to me? Not to everybody else, but to me. How do they compare to their peers? I'm looking at all of those things. I really use this step as a double check to my first rule. I'm looking to either reaffirm my objective and timeline of my first rule of thumb or find something drastic that would tell me to overrule my first um, objective and timeline rule and throw in the towel. Now, I'll give you an example of this one, actually. So a uh, company I, I personally had was uh, Nikola Motor Company, ticker NKLA. Now, disclosure, I do not own any stock in this, but I went into this stock pretty early on when it went public. Um, but I had a long time horizon for that. In my you know, first rule of thumb, I, I thought that I'd hold it for five to seven years. I figured there would be swings in, in the stock price, but I was willing to ride it out if there was. I liked the story of the company, the technology. Um, they, had, they were looking to do hydrogen um, vehicles, so an electric vehicle type of uh, play. They had a great pipeline, partnerships, but then came allegations by an investment fund that the CEO made false accusations of his company's technology. Now, I'm not here to argue or say which side of that is true, but I didn't like the news myself. So it made me override my first rule of thumb. And I thought that I could put my money to work somewhere else where I had more conviction um, in a specific stock. So I sold. Now, I don't know if the company's gonna continue to do well. I have no idea. And I don't even really truly care because I don't look back and I just move on. So again, what I am setting here in the second rule of thumb is if I believe in the company or not, or just more systems and processes for my investing. Okay, my last or my third rule of thumb is this, is, is the overall allocation of my portfolio 
versus my risk appetite. Now it's a mouthful, I know, but in other words, is my one position too much of a percentage of my overall portfolio? Is that one stock, because now it might've grown a lot, is it too much or too risky simply because it represents a lack of overall diversification for me? For example, I might set a rule where I do not want more than 10% of all my holdings in one position. And if that's the case, I stick to my guns. If one stock goes um, above that, I sell some of the gains. If it hit that mark, I'd, and then I buy something else and diversify more. Again, systems and processes for investing because this takes out the emotion that comes along with it. It'll help you answer or at least quiet some of those emotional questions I talked about in the beginning. Okay, I actually have an extra credit rule of thumb as well. Now, I'm not sure who needs to hear this, but sometimes selling a loser can be the right call to. Rather than quote unquote, waiting for it to come back, all I say to do is, I, well, I should say recommend doing, is going through those same three steps I just went through for selling a winner, do it for if you have a loser as well. And maybe there might be better places for you to quote unquote, make that money back. So that's it for me today. Thanks for listening. Again, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Please visit rhitch.com slash resources where I have PDF downloads, some white papers for you. And until next time, be well. High Point Capital Group is located at 1200 North Mayfair Road, Suite 300, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53226, phone number 414-253-4600. Securities and investment advisory services offered through SagePoint Financial Inc., member FINRA SIPC. SagePoint Financial is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of SagePoint Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Indexes cannot be invested indirectly, are unmanaged, and do not incur management fees, costs, and expenses.